us off into is that the unity depends on our character and conduct. We see that in verses 1 to 2. It then arises from the unity that we see first and foremost in God. That's in 2 to 7. It's then enriched by the diversity that we see in our church and around us and also diversity in the gifts that we have. And ultimately, it then demands a maturity that comes with that growth. But what does that say or what is that telling us about how God communicates to us? Well, I think at the heart and the core of these verses, it's actually saying that it is the very nature of God that he communicates to us. He created us in his image, didn't he? We see that in Genesis. So if he's created us in his image and we are people that are a painting of who he is, then surely it would just pour out of us. The very essence that we are alive and being in one way is a communication of the creator that created us. It is his nature to communicate to us. Now, I'm a massive Arsenal fan. You wouldn't know that in my just general everyday dress. But when I do wear that Arsenal kit, suddenly it communicates something to you that I support the best team in the world. Full stop. There's something about what I'm wearing because I had joined that Arsenal family that, that people can recognize and see it. It's the nature of God when we join his family to just communicate by our very being who he is. So using this framework to kind of look at how God moves in that space. And if as a church, Paul says here that we are known by our conduct, our character, our gifts, and our discipleships, then where does it start? Well, it starts in verse 3. And it moves right the way through verse 7. It talks about that it all arises from the unity that we see in the Father. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think if you were to follow with me, like lightly from verses 3 to 7, I think it sums it up pretty well. It talks about that there's one body, and in that one body there is one spirit. That's for everyone, and that spirit unites us all under Christ. There is one hope. Jesus is that object. He is our hope. He is our faith, and it's through baptism that we are then accepted by him. And there is one family embraced all by the Father who is in all and through all. So when we meet together, like we are this morning, or when we're in our grow groups, or when there's more than just one of us, we are mimicking something that is at the very heart of who God is. We are communicating something to the people that are looking, to the people that we meet, that is at the very heart of who God is. This beautiful relationship that's painted to us in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I, I'm not going to go into any theological discussion about the Trinity. We don't have the time <laughs> to be able to do that. Maybe it's something that you get. Maybe it's something that you don't get. It'd be great to have a conversation about it. Please take all your conversations to Will. He'll happily air those with you. But what I want you to kind of just grasp just a little bit is this beautiful picture that's painted in this amazing communal, community, communion relationship that we see through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes we can think about our faith as this sort of like this one-way track, can't we, where it's, it's, it's my personal relationship, so it's my communication with Christ, it's my communication with God, and nobody's necessarily going to say anything otherwise. But I think if we do that, we're missing a very key essence of who God is. There's something that we're missing out on that helps us understand the importance and the richness of who God is. Roland, uh, a theologian, put it uh, like this. He said, a Christian can't have an authentic faith if it's just literally Christ and me or Jesus and me. If you're going to do with God, you've got to do with others. There's a richness to our faith that is brought about when we're open to the fact that God has created us and communicates through us. So if that's why God does it, because it's his very nature to do it, how does that then manifest itself in the places that we are? How can we recognize and know that that is God that we're seeing or um, how we are holding ourselves? Well, firstly, I think Paul puts it pretty clearly in saying that it first comes from our character and our conduct. So how we hold ourselves, how we speak to each other, how we speak about ourselves how we speak and hold ourselves when we're in church, when we're out of church, with our friends. Initially, that's where it starts. How do you hold yourself? Because remember, God is the creator and we are communicating something of him. So how we conduct ourselves and our character is the first place that it starts. And Paul is pretty clear. He says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Love is a key language that God communicates to us. Now, not this kind of wishy-washy love that sort of like we must all hug each other and we must all say really, really nice things all the time and, and you know, it's kind of like really, really surface level. Now, this is a love that is pretty relentless and is really active and deep. It's a love that says that I am going to support you no matter what's going on, it's a love that says that I'm going to hold and build each other up. It's a love that says I'm going to sit in the dark places when it's dark and you can see no way out. It's a love that says I'm going to rejoice and be joyful with you in the times when you want to celebrate. It's a love that says I am here for you. Love. That is how we are ultimately express a language of God to each other and how God speaks to each and every one of us, through us and through others, by how we act and love one another. And I think there's been lots of times, and I've had lots of conversations with people where they have been hurt by churches or by people because actually love hasn't been at the center of what has been being communicated. So suddenly it becomes really confusing and, and hurt can seep in. Love is key. And then when we do that, we suddenly start to see a diversity in our church. A diversity, because remember, Paul was writing this to a church that was full of Jews and non-Jews. This is a message that this is for everybody. God communicates to everybody. God loves everybody. We are all pulled together and united together. This is for a diverse group of people. And when we start to see that diversity in culture, in race, in economic position, then we start to see this beautiful picture of what God sees as a united church and again is communicating something beautiful to people that are looking in and something amazing to those of us 
that are inside it. And then what grows then off from that, as Paul goes on to say as well, is then a diversity in our gifts. Our gifts are key. Now, Will spoke about the gift of prophecy last week, um, and we've obviously got the gifts of the Spirit, but what I want to talk about here is actually just the small gifts that we all have, the everyday stuff that we do. Maybe you have an incredible gift of saying hello to people as they walk in the door at church. Maybe you have an incredible gift of making unbelievably tasty coffee. Maybe you have an incredible gift at sitting beside somebody and being a listening ear. Maybe you have an incredible gift of encouraging people. Maybe you have an incredible gift that you go along and sit and speak to people at the the hubs that we heard so amazingly about. Maybe you have an incredible gift of cleaning up after people. We are all gifted with such incredible things that make us who we are, and God wants to rejoice in that and says, I give a diversity in that because I want to communicate the very essence of who I am, the grace and the love that I have for other people through the gifts that I have given you. I have made you. You are one of my children. Let me speak through you to other people and allow me to speak through other people and their gifts to you. This is a community thing. This is something that God has at his very core. We all remember the story of Pentecost when the Spirit is given to us as a gift, this moment, this incredible moment where we have this Spirit of Jesus that, that dwells within us, that we then have the power and authority that he has. We have this this. this This essence living within us that wants to pour out to other people. Are we open to it? Are we willing to know that that's what's going on? Why does God communicate through other people? Because it's his very nature to do so. How does he do it? He does it through our diversity. He does it through our our character and our conduct. And he does it through our gifts. He does it through the very things that make and bring you joy through the very things that he has gifted you with the ability to do. So what do we do with that? How do we, how do we live from that place? And what, and what does it ultimately look like? Paul gives a little bit of a, of a warning and a bit of a health check um, that Will really explained well last time he was uh, preaching last week. So I really recommend uh, going back onto YouTube and having a listen to that. I'm not going to go quite into the same depth that he went into, but I'm going to kind of go over it a little bit because I do think it's really important. I think it is important that we have a bit of a health check as a church, as ourselves, to kind of be like, am I, am I living from that place? Am I living from that place of knowing that that Jesus lives within me, that I have this power of this spirit and that he is communicating through me to the people that I meet in my church family, in this unity that we have. Because Paul says here, he says, there will be no longer be like infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful schemes. He talks about it briefly in Acts as well where it's mentioned about that there'll be wolves that come amongst the congregation to kind of pull apart. A health check is really good. Now, not on a health check that says, like, Wayne, Wayne had a bit, of a bit of a look on him when he gave me coffee this morning, I think. 
I think something's going on there. I'm not quite sure that God is, is moving in that place. That maybe, maybe Wayne's had a really difficult day. Maybe we need to go over and actually be like, Wayne, you all right, mate? You all right? I think he's all right. Get around him, pray him, show him love. That's not the kind of health check that we're talking about here. I think it's a health check that looks as a whole, but a health check that comes from a growing maturity that we have in our relationship with Christ. When we understand, like I said before, that we are created in his image, that we are created to have a relationship with him and through others as well, when we start to realize that, a maturity starts to grow because we are pulling ourselves closer to what is at the heart of God through our conversations with him, through the fact that we are willing to love those around us, for the, just the knowing that the gifts that we are giving, we can use to proclaim who he is, brings about a maturity in our faith as we just grow closer to him. And it's in that maturity that we can then start to have that health check and realize, is what's going on here from God, or is, is actually go, is something going astray? Do I need to get alongside people? Do I need to have a chat with Will about what is, is going on. And I think there's some really key questions that we can ask ourselves, which is what Will went through. And it's these three things. I think the first thing that we can ask is, first and foremost, do I see Jesus in this? Is this from Jesus? Pray, ask, is this Jesus? Am I, is this you? Is this, are you communicating through this way? Are you saying this to me? Am I saying that to them? Again, can we see this in the Bible? Is it scripture bound? Have we read stories where We've seen God speak in this way or speak to his people this way or, or acted in this way. Is there fruit that comes from those actions? Is there fruit that is coming from it? Is, there, is it building up? Is it supporting people? And then, then finally, there's that sense of invite people in. God is a communal God. He has made us for a relationship to speak to one another. Invite people into that discerning process. It might be as Will pointed out last week about prophecy, where it might be, I feel like I have a word, so maybe inviting somebody from the leadership team in to be able to help speak with that. Maybe it's something that's going on for you or you've spotted that's going on for somebody else. Invite other people in to kind of pray. Find out, like, we're all here to love each other and support each other. God wants to use us to speak to each other. So let's not close the doors from that. There's a maturity that comes from inviting other people in. There's a vulnerability that comes from it. So I realize I think I've just kind of taken a massive paintbrush and maybe just done a big waft on a piece of paper and not necessarily maybe giving you some really, really key insights into this is exactly how it's going to look. But I feel that, that God just wanted this morning for us to kind of come away from here with this knowing and understanding that it is his very nature to communicate to us through other people, through the communities that we're in, and to use us to communicate to other people. It's his very nature to unite us so that we may then proclaim who he is to those that we see and spend time with. It's his very nature to give us gifts, gifts that we can use to support and love each other and witness to those that we come into contact with and it's his very nature for us to grow in closer relationship with him with others as we continue in our in our journey of faith i'm going to end there i'm going to invite uh, wayne to come back up um yeah
Matt, can you pray for us? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Heavenly Father, thank you that you have made us in your image. Thank you that, that it's not all down to us. And thank you that, that in this you then proclaim who you are through us. Thank you for the gift of your spirit that, that dwells in us, that, that pours out an essence of who you are to the people that we, that we meet. Help us to be open to hearing from one another, to use our gifts to speak to each other, to proclaim your good news and your grace for all to those we come in contact with, those here as a church family. May we be open and have a posture to knowing that you are a God that doesn't remove yourself but gets involved and wants to communicate to us because it is your very nature. So I pray as we go from here that we can take those those things that you're speaking to us and putting on our heart and we can start to put them in action. And we pray this in, in Jesus' name. Amen.